let me just let me just say this. Let me just say this. I gotta say this. We ain't white women. We ain't white women. We ain't white women. Let me just say this. And I know it's gonna be a lot of people get upset, but the truth is the truth. We have a texture of hair. It, that ain't us. Can this be? show where everyday people get an opportunity to share their stories to inspire yours. We say what you think nobody wants to hear, but everyone needs to know. I'm your host, Angel Charmaine, and this is the anniversary episode of Speak Up Sis podcast. Last year, January 6, 2020, uh, I released the very first episode of Speak Up Sis podcast. And so today I decided that we would kick off the very first segment of our, uh, our brand new segment, Blue Flame. And you all know the Blue Flame is the hottest part of the fire. And I got three Blue Flames here in the building with me tonight. And we are about to butt up some stuff. Because we're going to... What you say, we're going to be talking about, am, am I really not my hair? But before we actually get into the conversation, I'd like to introduce to you all the ladies in the room. So we're going to start up top. We've got Miss Nappy Pat. She is a beauty specialist and owner of Charisma Contour Body Spa and Salon in Augusta, Georgia. And I want to let you all know the reason we're having this conversation tonight is because a nappy pat. She yeah. saw a video <laughs> on Facebook and she sent it to me and was like, speak up, sis, need to talk about this. Yes. And I was like, girl. Yes. Right. So that's why we're here tonight. So thank you, sis, for reaching out. I'm looking forward to this conversation. How are you doing tonight? Fine. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We are all well. We're, We're good. All well. Great. So let's go down below me um, to the pretty, to the pretty little lady in the gold, Miss Shalonda <laughs> Brown Smith. She is a lactation cons consultant. Um, and listen, y'all, she is the wife to one man. And that man love her dirty drawers. You hear what I'm telling you? <laughs> I'm just saying, you need to get your man who love your dirty drawers. If you don't love your dirty drawers, you need to like put going back out. I'm just saying. And she has, listen, she got her own tribe of babies. And she is the first black woman that I saw who was all in with breastfeeding. And she was even doing the natural diapers. And I was like, girl... I don't, know. I don't know about that part, but she's amazing. And so I definitely wanted to have her in the building. She's been locked. She's been bald. She's been everything when it comes to hair. So I I, I knew she needed to be in this conversation. How are you doing, Shalonda? And welcome to Speak Up's this podcast. I'm fabulous. Thank you for having me. 
That's what's up. And last but definitely not least, we got spitting <laughs> fire with Keatris in the building. Miss <laughs> Keatris Key, she is an RN. Um, she's a licensed evangelist. She got a whole bunch of titles, but tonight she's going to spit some fire. And so I hope that you are here and you are ready to listen, to learn, to soak up all this goodness from these blue flames up in here. Listen, and I always say, chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Some of y'all might not be country from Georgia Liner, but all that means is, you know what? The stuff that you can chew up and digest and it's good for your soul, take that. If it's too hard for you, it's going to make you choke. Just spit it out. But I will tell you this. Sometimes the healthiest part is in the bone marrow. Sometimes the old folks used to chew that bone up before they spit it out. Sometimes they chewed it up real good so they could swallow it. So let me tell you something. Some of these bones, you need to just chew on them a little bit before you spit them out, all right? So again, I'm Angel Charmaine. I'm your host of Speak Up Sis Podcast. And we're going to go ahead and get into the business. Keatris, did I give you a chance to say hey to the people? Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me, Angel. You are so welcome. You knew I had to have you in the bill. How could I how could I have a show called Blue Flame and not have <laughs> It don't even it don't even make sense not to. You know what I'm saying? Excited so, to be here, yes. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for saying yes to the invitation. So everybody, we're gonna go ahead and jump right on into this because for those of you who are regular listeners listeners of Speak Up Sis Podcast, you know I don't like to beat around the bush. I like to get right into it. So Nappy Pat sent this video uh, that it was on Facebook. It was about a court show. And a young lady had an incident with her hair and a beautician and she was she was suing her. So I have that video and I'm going to show just a little bit of it for those of you who are not in the Speak Up Sis podcast group. And if you're not, why you not? Go ahead and make that happen tonight. So I want to start with Nappy Pat because you saw the video first and... I know you were you were enraged by the whole thing and you feel some kind of way on both ends. So why don't you kick this conversation off for us and share your perspective? Okay, thank you. Once again, I want to thank you for having me a part of your uh, Speak Up Sit podcast. I want to really appreciate that. Then you give me an opportunity to kind of speak what I've been trying to speak for a long period of time. So anytime something happened in the hair industry, people always tag me in on it. I really didn't see the show, people always tag me in on anything that goes on in the industry because I am a natural hair specialist and I do know a lot. So I just want everybody to know, first and foremost, I've been in the hair industry for 32 years. I've been educated for over 20 years. I have studied trichology, have studied abroad all over the United States, travel all over the United States. So the reason why I consider myself being a specialist is because I know about all hair types and I know how it's important. So we as um, professional, as a cosmetologist, kind of know about hair. So people know that I take my business seriously. I take my profession seriously. So that's why I feel like I had to address this because I feel like this is a need for us as professional have to stand up for who we are and to make sure they're not making us look like we don't know what we know because that is not a good representation of a professional hairstylist. So first and foremost, that's what I want to say. 
Okay, so a lot of us as professionals do not feel comfortable in speaking about our hair or who we are as a professional and kind of go with the backing of who we are as stylists. So I just felt like instead of coming from me, we need a group of women just let us know how we feel. That particular clip that I felt like, yeah, it was a professional a wrongdoing by the professional. Also, too, I feel like it could have been uh, prevented, too, from the consumer aspect. So I don't really like take hold nobody accountable for that. I think both parties played a part in that particular hair law. So I'm not just going to put it all on the stylist, but at the end of the day, we have to understand as professional, we are going to be held accountable for anything that happened. Our professional have to understand that. And it's making us look bad in this industry to be blamed for something that we should know better from. Okay, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. From my, from my experience in the hair industry, I have had a lot of women that comes into my salon as of today. And I had spoke about it. I'm not a hair loss center. I'm a hair loss specialist that I know a lot about hair loss. I have a lot of pictures that I could have posted that women have went through not the same traumatic um, stress or hair loss, but a lot of women have came into my salon and they're actually bald from a lot of uh, misinterpretation of how hair works. If you don't understand hair structure, we're going to continue on having this, in, this issue in our industry with our hair. People have to understand hair texture, understand when we all took the oath of being natural, we have to understand, we have to embrace our natural hair, do not hide behind it. Because if you, until you understand that, then those issues won't happen to what had happened on that clip as of today. So right. I'm glad you you said that. And I, I definitely want to pen, put a pen in, the, in what you just said about embracing the natural hair. So we're going to put a pen in that because I want the other ladies to share how they felt and what their initial reactions were to watching this video and listening to um, all the parties involved. Shalonda, you want to go next? Sure, sure. I, I think some of my um, initial thoughts when I saw that was I, I to some degree, I guess you could say, I kind of saw, saw myself in the fact that I'm gonna say some self-hate self that I have to go and get another standard of hair, <laughs> you know, instead of embracing, like she said, my natural hair. Now I know that may not be why all women choose to um, go to a salon and, and get weaves or go through all of that. But I know for me, I always had an issue with it because I had an issue with it for me because I knew like what she just said that I needed to embrace my own natural hair. I grew up, my stepmother was a cosmetologist, a very well-known cosmetologist in Aiken, South Carolina. I grew up in her beauty salon. She taught me everything. And the subject, I want to say the center of anything around Shalonda as a child was my hair, how thick it was, how nappy it was, how coarse it was, all of that. And I just grew up having this negative connotation about my hair. You know, like I, I needed to be permed. I needed to be straight. I All of these styles I couldn't have. And, you know, instead of being taught at a very young age, like I try to do with my own three girls, how to love and embrace 
my natural hair and learn about my hair so that I could take care of it and feel like no matter what sector I walk in, whether it's education, whether it's, you know, my religion or whatever sector I walk in to be confident in wearing my hair. And again, this is Shalonda. This is me, my own personal opinion and vibe about how I feel, feel and felt about seeing that. Before we get to Keetra's, I want to just give a little disclaimer, a little sidebar for anyone who's watching that these are our uh, points of view, our vantage points. However, this is blue flame. So it's going to get hot and people feeling going to get hurt and you're going to be all right at the end of the day. But we're going to share and say the things that people, we're, we're just kind of afraid to say. So don't take it personally. We're sharing our own vantage points, okay? So, Ms. Keatris, tell us, what, what was your initial reaction when you watched that video? Ladies, my initial reaction was, what in the what happened up in here? That was my initial reaction. My God, things we go through as black women trying to acquire a look. And I can speak from personal experience. I got merged what they call kitty kit when I was two years old, y'all. Do y'all hear me? Two years old. Because my mama said, just like Shonda, you have too thick. It's too coarse. I can't handle it. And so since the age of two, I, I was getting the laxers up until I'm 40 right now, up until three years ago when I decided to embrace my natural hair. Up until three years ago, I got relaxers trying to have that smooth look, you know, you have your hair. I got you got to you got to say, oh, I got good hair. But no, no. And we try to achieve those looks. We try to. That's this stigma attached to our black hair. And it, it didn't just it started a long time ago. And 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 in my research and, and studying, it, it started when we were brought over and our hair was so amazing. It was, it was so amazing to the slave owners. Till their wives were the white women were just upset at how mesmerizing our hair was. And so they started covering it up. And then after we you know, became free. Then we started putting all that stuff on and straightening it out. We wanted to look look like them. And so when I saw that video, when I saw what that lady went through, like um, Nappy Pat said, I gotta give, I gotta, I can't just say it was the stylist's fault. I have to say that the consumer does play a part because I have had a sew, sew in as well. And let me just tell you, one time in my life, I got a sew in and that thing was so tight on my head. And it, it just felt like ants it, on my scalp. I got it on a Saturday and on a Monday morning, it was cut out. I got my daughter. I said, baby, you got to cut this out of my head. I cannot take this. Had I not, I probably would have ended up like that lady on the video. So, you know, we, we have to ask consumers, we, ha we have to step up to the plate as well. Yeah, there's a lot that consumers don't know. But baby, you know, if you got ants in your head, you're going to get them out. So you got to know. No, this this can't be right. I can't be in this much pain. I got blood on my pillow. This ain't right. 
So yeah, cause the the consumer has a lot, you know, a, a lot to play play in it as well. But then I'm just gonna have to say this too. I was in the cosmetology field for quite some time as well, and you have some stylists, cosmetologists that will not uh step up to the point and say, "Look, you don't need this. You don't have the right texture of hair. Your stamp is not well enough. I can't do this style on you." And a lot of them won't do that because they want the money. A lot of them just want people to the plate and say, look, no, we're not doing this. So if you want this style, you're going to have to go find somebody else to do it. Because I'm not going to do this to you. If I put this in your hair, your hair is thin. You don't have, you got, you know, you don't have thick, coarse hair. You can't take all this. So if the, if the stylist doesn't step up to the plate and say that, then they, they should be held accountable. But a lot of them won't because they want the, they want the customers. They want the money. And they don't look out for the best interest of their of the consumer. So that you know that goes both ways. It goes both ways. So before we get into the image part really heavily, because you all already know that is that's how that's my biggest issue with this. Why do we torture ourselves to have long hair down our back, long straight? bone straight hair down our back, wavy hair, Brazilian hair and Malaysian hair, everything other than, you know, African hair, you know, and, and I even hate to say that because even African hair, and I do know that Africa is a continent, don't come for me, nobody. Um, <laughs> Cause you already know folks get mad, they want nitpick. But even, even on the continent of Africa, there are so many different hair types. They're not all coarse, right? And they're not all thick. So even with that, but our kinky, um, um, uh, uh, what we consider black hair, we want everything except that, right? So I want to ask you, Nappy Pat. Yes. Do you all get, what is your training like when it comes to um, hair extensions, hair texture? Do you get that kind of training when you go to school? Should the beautician, you know, this was she taught some things in school prior to that? Yes, I've been licensed ever since 1988. I would talk first and foremost, consultation is first. You have to understand hair structure. We went through the chemistry part of the hair. We went to the hair types, all of the above. We talked about moisture, protein, anything you could think of. What a lot of professionals do as of today, you have a lot of people that are unlicensed. As of today, everybody wants to start their own business. You got a lot of kitchen beauticians. You have a lot of people that have a lot of talent, but they are not actually going to school to get the training. So every professional out there should know that what happened on that television shouldn't have never happened. I was taught this 30 some years ago. We even took a trichology 30 years ago. Okay, hold on a second. Explain that word. What is, what did you say, trichology? Trichology is, trichology is the study of the hair within. You have a dermatologist that studied the outer perimeter and you have a trichologist that studied the inner perimeter. So a lot of people that have hair issues, the trichology get deeper. There's not a lot of trichologists here in Augusta area. You have to go to a bigger city like Atlanta, New York, things like that. And they go depth 
into the issue what goes on. Because a lot of dermatologists, we think that when we have our hair a lot, the first thing they sit there and say, oh, okay, you know, your hair has been damaged from chemicals. Everything doesn't drive from chemicals. A lot of stuff coming from deficiency, vitamin A, B, C deficiency. You know, you have high blood pressure that causes hair loss. You have stress that causes hair loss. You just have a lot of things that go entail with hair loss and they're not necessary with what's going on. The outer perimeter is actually can goes on with, within you. You have a young people that have stress issues. They have alopecia because they're stressing for college. So it goes deeper than that. So what hurts me the most is that the first and foremost, you have to consult first. I speak on this all the time. I do consultation when people book with me. I take the pause and I do consultation first. Had she consulted with that lady first, she probably could have realized, okay, something else was going on with that lady here. I don't think that her hair actually just came out from the sewing right from the point. That lady had to have other issue that has been going on to make that severeness that went on with her hair at that particular time. But because the stylist did not do her proper consultation, she just went straight in and did the sew-in. This is what came about. It happens. And a lot of time when people are being natural, what I have noticed that they'll come from braiding. They'll go to a sew-in. They'll go to the lace front wig because they are not embracing their hair. So the hair follicle is damaged from the jump. And only thing you're doing is just making it worse. So you, you, can lose hair. you can lose hair. One in the first day, you have sign of becoming um, alopecia that day. And then if you catch it on fast and they call that traction, when you start to pull onto the hair first, that's traction. So anytime you got into pulling, you are already setting yourself up for failure. So <laughs> you said something that kind of grabbed me just now. Mm -hmm. Ladies, y'all can chime in anytime, okay? She has said a mouthful, but go ahead. <laughs> you got a process at all, Angel, you know how I am. I'm taking notes because I'm like... <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. So... When when we decide to go, quote unquote, natural, and I know that word means so many different things for so many different people, but we're always kind of told about talk to about protective styles. But what it sounds like you just said is that sometimes the protective styles can actually end up damaging your hair if you're not allowing your natural hair to breathe or rest or something. Did I did I catch that right? Yeah, but see, people get the misconception of protective style. Protective style is not saying permanent styles. Protective style is what it is. A two week wear, that's it. Mm. Protective style is not nothing long term. It's only short term. Two weeks at the max. You take your protective hairstyle out and you, and you, you utilize your own hair. So protective style came in when people start to embrace their natural tresses and they didn't have enough new growth to embrace their fro. So what they did was went into what we call braiding techniques, crocheting techniques, sewing techniques, just to get some length. Once you achieve your length, you have to let it go. Let it go and then embrace your own. I do a lot of um, hair installments. Um, I wear but they only week, two weeks at a time, but I'm making sure that my hair is staying mm -hmm. underneath. I'm not doing it as a long-term style. And that's what we as African-American women, we are not 
allowing ourselves to wear our own hair. We're looking for something long-term, permanent situation, like a relaxer. When we used to get a relaxer for eight weeks, it lasts two months. And they look for a style to last that long. We can't do that with our hair. It dries out. It's drive off a moisture. So think about you pulling on it. Then you braid it on top of coarse hair that is already dry. You're lacking moisture. So only thing it's going to do is pull even tighter. Mm. So when people was getting braids back then with a relaxer, they had a slip mechanism. The hair would slip right. because the hair was straight. So you're not pulling it as tight. But at a natural state, when you're braiding, crocheting, sewing in, the hair is already tight. So just imagine you braiding on top of coarse hair. Mm -hmm. It's just going to allow that style to pull even tighter. And there's no looseness from it. You can't go in the steam. You can't put all this oil on it. It's not going to loosen up. And then on top of that, extension, uh, what we call, we call that, weave or whatever the case may be, fake hair, whatever you want to call it, and it's sewing into our hair, just breaking off even more. Wow. Dry hair on top of dry hair. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't sound right. It, I mean, it just, me pointing out to you is like making people realize, okay, it's it making a lot of sense. Why would you braid on top of hair that is already coarse? It's just going to hurt. It's just not right. So that that we've got to get into that then. So let's go ahead and jump right on into that issue. When I have done the, the big chop three times, right? And for those of you who don't know what the big chop is, is when you cut all your hair off and you got a really low haircut. You cut all the relaxer out, or sometimes if you don't have relaxer, you just want to cut all your hair and start fresh. You chop it all off. Mm -hmm. Okay. But usually the big chop is when you have a you got relaxed on your hair you cut it all down so it can grow out without it right and one thing i noticed the very first time i did the big chop is that every single one of us will go through what i call the esterol phase <laughs> <laughs> and everybody know who esterol is right that's jj evans mama james white Lord? yeah Lord? You understand? That's Esther oh. yeah. And so we know that we call it a teeny weeny afro now. We got a nice little name for it. I call it the Esther Roll phase. Yay. And what I, what I learned about myself is that I wasn't comfortable looking at me in the mirror during my Esther Roll phase. It made my features that are already very strong and for some masculine, it made them more pronounced. My eyes looked bigger. My cheeks were stronger. My jawline was, you know, squared out. And if I put a baseball cap on with no makeup, no earrings or whatever, you know, I kind of looked, you know, a little more masculine to some people. And I... I didn't like that. And what I what I learned for myself is that I had to learn to love what I look like during my esterol phase because that is me. And I think a lot of women don't like what they look like naturally. So then they want those permanent hairstyles. What do y'all think? Am I, what, do you agree? I'm wrong? Come on, talk to me. 
you that's you you're, you're right. You absolutely yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. But that's what the professional are for. So we as professionals have to determine what would they look good in. That is my job to actually let the client know, okay, we can do this. This is what this is what's going to be much healthier for your hair. I don't want to put you in extensions because this is what's going to happen. We have to learn how to love yourself and embrace who we are as uh, African-American women, you know, and they'll be surprised. We, I had a like we did a live um, podcast here one time and we talked to a lot of male. You'll be surprised. African-American men love their women with their natural hair. <laughs> they do. And they don't like extensions. They call it fake. It's not you. You know, you wearing European hair. That ain't who you are. And see, my thing is, if natural hair is not for you, go back to a relaxer. I really for the client to go back to a relaxer and embrace their relaxer look because I kid you not, I never saw so much hair loss as as of today than I did with relaxed hair. Yeah, people hair may break off because they go into the wrong professional. The hair been overlapped by the chemicals. But I never had an issue with my client hair coming out with a relaxer. I have client hair as of today mm-hmm. uh, wearing relaxed hair style and the hair in the middle of their back. So mm-hmm. if natural is not you, you're not feeling comfortable in your natural tresses, put a relaxer in it. Don't go manipulate with all this commercial hair and damage your hair because if you understand hair structure, we're going to have a lot of issues and you're going to feel okay. that weak the rest of your life. And right. when you get to the scarring, the scarring phase of hair loss, there's no returning. No there's no returning back. What do you have to say about this this image? Because I saw you nodding your head a bit there. Because I'm just gonna I'm gonna just be honest with you all. I think personally, I can't tell people what to do, but I personally believe that as black women, if you're going to go into the natural phase, I think you should allow yourself to rock that teeny weeny afro for a while without a wig, without extensions, without any of those things. So that when you are wearing them, you're wearing them just because they're an accessory and not because you don't like who you are without them. Shalonda, you you have anything to add to the conversation? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm going to let me try to put this into verbiage. Um, I agree with you 100 percent about having that period where even I had it, where um I was I had to just get re reacquainted with Shalonda and who she was. And I tell everyone the reason why I did my big chop. And when I did my big chop, Angel, as you know, I went bold. I'm, I told my husband, shave it. My husband is a barber. I said, shave it. I don't want nothing left. Shave it. And um, for me, it was because guess what? Now I don't have any hair. So I got to deal with me. I got to deal with whatever my real issues are because there's nothing to hide behind. I knew I wasn't going to get any, any extensions. I knew that (laughs) I couldn't get praise. I sweat too much in my head. Angel know I'm too active to wear a wig. (laughs) So my only choice for me was deal with me, deal with my issues. So I think we have, when we, um, you know, when Nappy Pat was talking earlier about, you know, finding that right professional who does that consult with you and everything like that. I agree hundred percent. That is important. All at the same time, women need to deal with themselves and what's going on on the inside that no matter how you rocking this, you know, you, (laughs) You a queen, you know, you you a child of God or whatever. 
Yeah, you know, so um, this, you know, our hair, it accentuates what's on the inside of who we really are, you know? So anyway, I'm saying all of that, Angel, I agree 100%. I think that ball period is important. I know it was for me. Um, and even the lock period, I feel like we went with locks, you go through this period somewhere like, for, I know for me, it was like three months to nine months when I was locked in where your hair is just ugly. It's just, it's frizzy and you just like, I'll, I'm doing something wrong, but then everybody talk about it. it's part of the process. And it really is because locks are a journey, just like anything else that we do with our hair, particularly when we're wearing it natural. It's a journey and it's really about us dealing with us on the inside because you can wear your hair as beautiful and pretty as you want to, but if you're still ugly on the inside, you're still not gonna feel worthy of all that beautiful hair. That's my personal opinion. So I wanna ask you this as a lactation consultant, um, I'm really not really, I'm, I'm really ignorant when it comes to breastfeeding and, and that type of thing with, chemicals in your hair does it affect when you're breastfeeding and things of that nature no okay mm -mm. no okay. that's I, good to know yeah no you're I'm not trying to get you guys into the whole physiology and anatomy of breast milk but right. breast milk is made from the blood so even sometimes you might hear us as a lactation consultant tell a mom, because moms will say, uh, I don't want to breastfeed because I don't eat healthy. And we'd be like, that don't have anything to do with it. Breast milk is made from the blood. So it has to do with how the food breaks down and then filters into your blood. And that's how breast milk is made. So no, it doesn't. I'm going to say it does it because, you know, it's some people on the Internet that might come for me. I'm going to say there has not been any re evidence based research that has shown <laughs> that, you know, the, the chemicals that you put in your hair can get into your breast milk. Okay. And, you know, because, you know, I, old school, they say, don't you get no relaxer and all these other things. And so I was just wondering whether or not, you know, the process, you know, any type of chemical you're putting in your hair, whether that somehow negatively impacts you as a breastfeed. Listen, we got all kind of smart women up in here tonight. I hope y'all have pen and paper and are listening. Keechers, I want to hear you weigh in on this because I know you got a lot to say. Um, I just want to say that we do have a live audience. If you are listening on the audio podcast, how you doing? If you ever want to actually watch us live, make sure you join Speak Up Sis podcast Facebook group and you can watch the live and you can see the people who are talking. But if you are listening to the audio, we do have a live audience and we've got uh, a few comments. So I wanna share them. Kima Gant, how you doing? She says, hello, ladies. Brittany Cole says- Hello. Brittany Cole says, so glad my natural hair is in Pat's care. So one of your <laughs> clients is watching you, Pat. That's what's up. We got a brother in the building. Aaron Nixon says, this is powerful information. I'm trying to share it with the women in my community, but it won't allow. So I'll just paste the link. Yes, please do that. I would love for them to see this segment of Blue Flame live. 
I may be doing something wrong. You good, brother. Listen, you get the building. So we good with that. We need men to hear these conversations as well, because dare I say, many of us are doing this damage to ourselves. For them, we say, I want to do this for myself. But I mean, I don't know about that. I'm gonna let y'all hit on that in a minute. Shay Rochelle is in the building. She says, you all are amazing for this conversation. I'm not sure if people really realize that embracing your hair is the way, all caps, to go. Erica Warren is in the building. How you doing, Erica? What's up, sis? Erica Warren is Keecher's Keys' sister, y'all. She says, I have rocked my short fro before, but I choose not to do that because no matter how many people tell me it's cute, I have to be happy with it. And that is true. Aaron says, I have a question. I have come across a few women. I asked why they won't show off their real hair. Would they allow me to see them with their natural hair? I found some say they have gray and they are young. What would you suggest? I love the gray. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Y'all, I'm 42 every day checking. I ain't got no gray yet. I'm like, where is it? <laughs> I I don't know what it is. For me, it's just so majestic. It's it's just, I don't know. It's just magical. And maybe I'm saying that because I don't have any, but I doubt that. Cause when I get my gray, I'm telling y'all, I'm gonna be rocking it. Y'all gonna be telling me to sit down somewhere and go see Pat. Y'all gonna be telling me go see her so she can help me out with it. But I, <laughs> I promise y'all, I love gray. <laughs> That's my opinion. Gray is just an option. You know, if you love your gray, embrace it. But at the same time, I think people, color do change your look, change your appearance. And it's all depending on what shade you go. And it do take away, take away from being as much, you know, because when people see gray, they think you're older, but it's not necessary. You can just, it could be a birthmark, something you can have when you're younger. So no, so it's okay to color gray. It's not going to damage it. So whenever you decide to embrace your gray, you eventually can just cut all the color off and let your gray just explore. But at the end of the day, I'm a colorist. So I am that particular style that can sit there and say, this would be great for you. This would be great for your career or whatever your job opportunity. So coloring the hair is pretty much trending now in the natural community because it allowed the women to even actually see what that curl pattern looked like. It allowed the curl pattern to loosen up a little bit and allow those beautiful curls to pop up because when light hit color, it gives you a different look. It won't look like your hair is so nappy when that light is shining on top of color. It actually gives you a sheen to the hair. So don't look at coloring your hair as a negativity. We're actually using color to embrace African-American women to enjoy their own. That's what's up. chemical. But it's not a chemical to the point where it's going to take away your curl pattern. It's just only a chemical that just lighten the hair to make you want to embrace it a little more versus looking like a, you know, a nappy afro to you guys. Right. But all color, I mean, take it dark, you know, put a, you know, put a dark color in it. You can't do rinses because it'll bleed. So you have to go with a permanent situation when you're natural. So, you know, that's because you got gray hair. So yes, I do. What you say, you know, we see you embrace it. <laughs> No, I cover Yes, mine. I do. I, you cover your gray sometimes? Yeah, I cover it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But I tell you, I started green when I was 13 years old. So if I don't color my hair, I mean, it's just start white. I'm just, it's white. It, it really yeah, I, is. I can see my new growth. I can see your new growth. Yeah, yeah. it's white. And um, sometimes I just, you know, when especially when I did the big chop, 
It was white. Oh my God. And it was, whoo, I got all kind of compliments. And I wore it for a while and I was like, girl, you gotta do something with that gray hair. So I did color it, you know, I colored it and I go, I switch back and forth. So, you know, it's all good. But um, going back to some things that Nappy Pat said, and I got my pen because I've been writing. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. First thing, when you said men like natural hair, I never even thought that was true until I had to do the big chop. And my big chop was not um because I wanted to. It just so happened that I was shampooing my hair and it got in a matted mess, Nappy Pat. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. it was horrible. And there was no recourse. I had to cut it off. And when I say cut it, it was a big chop. It was just like you, Shalanda, just no hair. It was just, and I was crying. I was bawling because my husband loves long hair. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, what is he going to say? Is he going to stop loving me? Because I don't have his hair no more. So I hid it from him for one month. One month. I hid it. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I went and got me a um. It wasn't a sew-in. It was a um. What they call quick, it? Quick, quick weave. That's it. That's what I got. That's what I got. And it was. It looked just like my hair before I cut it off. And he didn't even know. He thought it was my hair. And then one day I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this anymore. So I told. I said, Look, I got something I got to tell you. Or <laughs> really, I got something I got to show you, baby. I took that quick weave off because I had got it to where I could wear it as a wig on and off. And he was like, what happened? I told him what happened. Do y'all know what this man said to me? What did he say? He said, girl, you look like a black China doll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, when he said that, I was like, oh. I'm rocking this, baby. And when I tell you I've been stepping with this natural hair ever since, I have. So men do like that. They, it, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just it's something that we have been ingrained with from mm -hmm. from from stigmas of society that you got to keep your hair straight and you got to wear it like this or ain't nobody going to want you with your hair like that. That's all lies. You got to be comfortable with yourself. You got to be com comfortable in the skin you in. And just like um, just like Pat said, you, if you're gonna wear, if you're gonna wear a relaxer, it's okay. Go on and get your relaxer. I would much rather see you wear that relaxer and be comfortable with yourself than trying to rock natural and you steadily damaging it because uh, they natural is high maintenance. Whether you you know it is high maintenance, you gotta be dedicated to taking care of this. And another thing she said, she talked about alopecia and stress. I have alopecia. And and I never knew why I thought it was stress, but what what come to find out it was a vitamin D deficiency. See, I'm smart. I never I never would have thought that I had alopecia because of vitamin D deficiency. Mm -hmm. So I I I was having all these issues with my hair. I was having these issues with joint problems. Da 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 da. da. Long story short, I ended up going to a specialist, and he checked my vitamin D level. He couldn't even find it. It wouldn't even register. It caused it caused my hair to come out. It caused me to have fibromyalgia. I mean, just a whole bunch of stuff. But once he put me on that vitamin D regimen, y'all, my hair started just it was just started shooting. I mean, it was just growing and 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 even the spot that has the alopecia, the hair started filling in. So so a lot of times we think that you know um, 
um, it's it's the it's the stress of the style or sometimes just like you say, it's what's happening on the inside of your body. If you're not eating right, if you're not getting enough nutrients, if you're not getting the right vitamins, if you're not getting um, water, if you're not moisturizing, all of that plays a part in your hair coming out or, or growing and blossoming. So that vitamin D deficiency, just I'm telling you, I tell all the black women now, I tell them because it's, it's really prevalent in us black women to have vitamin D deficiency. Mm -hmm. I tell everybody, go get your vitamin D levels checked. I don't know if you can do it now because of this pandemic, because everybody's telling, everybody is saying, stack up on the vitamin D, stack up on the vitamin D. So then you have a lot of people that are going to their doctors trying to get these vitamin D levels and the doctors are denying them because they're they're thinking it's, it's because the people are scared of COVID and they're trying to stack up on the vitamin D. Yeah. But if you have a doctor that will listen to you, get your vitamin D levels checked. For anybody out there that's, that's listening, if you're having alopecia, if you're having trouble with your hair, get your vitamin D level checked. Um, I, 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 it's just, this is, let me just, let me just say this. Let me just say this. I gotta say this. We ain't white women. Ooh, we ain't white women. women. <laughs> we ain't white women. Let me just say this. And I, I know it's going to be a lot of people get upset, but the truth is the truth. Uh, we have a texture of hair. It, that ain't us. So, so what? I'm, why, why did you say that? Because we have we have been stigmatized as black women to 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 want to look like them. But can I say to y'all that since I've been natural, I've had so many white women say, "Is that your hair?" It is. I'm telling you, they are fascinated with our hair. So what I'm I said all that to say this: we need to be fascinated with our own hair. We need to embrace our own hair. Because they they fascinated with it. They try, they want to rock an afro. That's why they touching and feeling it. They want to rock an afro. They want they wearing locks. They getting braids. They want what we got, and we want what they got. We need to stop it. I think we need to have more conversations like this. I think this is the this is the jump off of a of a of a broad, broad you know conversation base. We we need we need to do this more often. Because we, we need to become acclimated with who we are. Yes. Outside of everything that society has, has said about us. And then we need to be comfortable walking in who we are. Now, Angel, I know you had me on here as an RE, and I did talk about some vitamins. I talked about some vitamins, but I had to say that. I was I going to, to say that. you didn't. I was going <laughs> to say that. I wrote I it down. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't white women. We, we are not white women. We got to embrace who we are. Mm -hmm. We have to be comfortable with who God made us this way. So what are we saying to our creator when we try to change everything about ourselves that he didn't, he messed up some type of way. He ain't messed up. He knew what he was doing when he made you, when he met angel, when he made your nose broad and your eyes big and my eyes big. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. You better say it on the blue flame, girl. Listen, Ooh. I told people you were an evangelist too. Right. Notice I said RN and evangelist because I well, knew it was going Y'all just got evangelized. <laughs> I'm for it. You fearfully and wonderfully made. Come yes. on. Yes. You and we need to embrace that. And and embrace. Let, me, let me say this for the professionals. 
It is so important, you guys, as professional, that we have to learn our craft and learn how to speak on hair because a lot of people say that there's not a lot of natural hairstylists out there. There's no such things as a natural hairstylist or natural hair specialist. It's all about being a cosmetology or a beautician because when we go to school, we learn about all hair types. All it. Mm -hmm. Hair is hair. So there's no excuse for people to come and say there's not enough natural hairstylists in this industry. We all are considered style that work with all hair types. Oh, okay. So let's kind of get that like into play. And I think a lot of times too, a lot of professionals don't want to work with natural hair because it is time consuming mm -hmm. and people do not want to pay. The money is going to come. Okay. Just stay true to who you are as a professional. Yeah. You will get those clients that are for you. Don't chase the money. Just care for your clients and the money's going to come. Okay. So like with me, I have a passion, mm -hmm. my job, and I'm a vet in this industry. And if I'm speaking truth, I'm speaking truth and I'm stepping on a lot of you guys' toes, by all means, I'm stepping on you guys' toes. Get educated mm -hmm. because it's so important that we're looking stupid out here in this industry as black professionals. Mm. We don't even know our own hair type and we are damaging our own kind. And it's sad. Mm -hmm. Why should we? There shouldn't be that. I mean, I it so many people are coming to my salon from children to adults losing hair. I shouldn't have a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old coming to my salon with alopecia. Mm. Mm. You know why? Because parents say that is what she wants. At the end of the day, who are the parents? You are. So did you, did, you didn't ask what the parent was. Did you ask what the parent say, This is what the kids want. If you're giving your kids braids and they're wearing braids past their end because another person's doing it, you sitting there putting heavy hair on top of a child hair that even came to adulthood yet. You can't give the children what they want. What's going to happen when they become 30 years old? They ain't going to have no hair. They don't have no hair. It's just so many of us losing hair right now, and there's no return. Once you damage your hair follicle, there's no return. So mm -hmm. we as professionals, we need to take more classes. We need to take our career more seriously. seriously. There's more to doing hair than just sew-ins and gluing the edges with these frontal wigs. You know, learn how to use your Marseille irons. Mm -hmm. Learn how to condition the hair. Learn how to consult with the hair. Learn how to silk press the hair. And if you want to be a relaxed hairstyle, learn how to relax hair. Stop taking out these. Stop taking out these clients' hair. Just stop it. Just stop it. And you can teach them how to do it, can't you, Nappy? Can teach them how to do it, but guess what? They don't have to pay me for my time. <laughs> and they ain't gonna want to pay. They ain't gonna want to pay. Invest in their craft, just like I did. They don't want to I invest in my crap. You have to invest in yours. And before I leave this industry, I'm going to have a lot to say because me, I'm passionate for what I do. Mm -hmm. I am for the consumers. I'm not for the professional. I'm standing behind the ones that want, that loves their craft. I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing it because I have a love for it. And mm -hmm. I was always a style that specialized in hair loss from the beginning. So if everybody know me, they know that I have always, before natural hair became uh, a hot thing now, I always specialize in healthy hair. The first thing with my saying was, the best image of yourself is your hair. Mm. So when a person look at you, they're going to look you from your head to your feet. 
Okay. So I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. I wear I wear wigs, but they're Double not. Wig. I wear a wig. They come on and come off. Right. You know, and I like to change up. I don't do it because I look for something that's long term. I do it because I like to change up. But I love my mm-hmm. neck. Look at me. Right. This is all me. <laughs> you know. And then also, too, another thing I have to address. If you hairdressers out there telling people to shampoo their own hair, to condition their own hair, who's doing that? Y'all guys, stop that. Stop telling these clients coming to the salon with their hair already shampooed conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me like, it's just so much I can really just get onto our profession about. And it hurts me because that's not who I am as a professional. Right. So I want the same love and care for the clients that I do, you guys. You can't take it as a job. You got to care for these clients. We are professionals here. Okay. That's so, good. Let's say. I'm not going to, I know, I know you, you know, got a lot to say to professional, but I'm not going, I'm not going to let the client get off, get off the hook because it's your head. Yeah. It's your head. At the end of the day, that's your crown, you know, and you should be educated about your own hair. You should want to hold on to your own hair. You should love who you are prior to any extra enhancement that you, you know, that you want to do. So, you know, I always say the hardest work is heart work. Do your heart work, sis. Do mm-hmm. your heart work before you go get your head done. Head done. You understand what I'm saying? Your head work. You know what I'm saying? Do your heart work first. Because when you, when you, when you care about who you are, when you embrace who you are, then you'll take the time to do what's best for you. When it comes to our eating habits, you'll take the time to eat well, to exercise, to to take care of your hair, to take care of your skin, to do those things when you love who you are, period. So I'm not going, you know, we're we're gonna have to put the onus hair on both the client Mm -hmm. and the professional. I think we all agree on that because, you know, professionals, yeah, do, do your job you know, mm-hmm. and customers love yourself enough to ensure that they doing their job. Right, right. Hold us, Hold us accountable. So, That's right. we are, ladies, listen, we out of time, but before, before we leave, I'm going to give each one of you an opportunity to drop a nugget, to drop a gem on our listeners and our viewers before we go, but I got a little bit of a surprise that I want to, you know, I want to I want to bless the Speak Up Sis podcast listeners with a little something something. Okay. Nappy Pat and I decided to partner up, and we're gonna have Nappy Pat speak up on Speak Up Sis podcast, and she's gonna have her very own segment on Speak Up Sis podcast once a month. You all are going to get all the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hair care, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, so be looking out for that. She's going to be airing once a month mm-hmm. on a Monday. Um, is is I believe it's going to be the fourth Monday of every month. We're going to have Nappy Pat on Speak Up Sis podcast, and she's going to talk all things hair and whatever she feel like saying. She's going to give it to you. It's going to be bad, you guys. It's going to be hair tips, all kinds of stuff. Listen, 
So for those of you who don't know, y'all know this is freedom. For those of you who are listening, my locks, I name my locks freedom. And I send me free form, as you can see all them roots up in there. Um, and Nappy Pat is the only professional. She the only person. I, let's mean on time because you sure ain't gonna put your hand in my head and you ain't no professional. But um who has washed my hair and you know and done all done all the good stuff to my hair when I tell y'all I leave up out of that salon feeling like like a million bucks my locks are always vibrant um, that build up, she'd be like, you need to come in here more than once a year because you got to. <laughs> you know, so I, asked, I, I listened to the professional. Okay, I'm going to come in once every three months clean and all that kind of stuff. She curl them up, make them look real pretty and all that good stuff. So even someone like me, I don't believe in letting people in my hair anymore. And I like free forming. Even I made a conscious decision to go and let a professional deep cleanse my hair, um, keep it moisturized and oil nicely. And, you know, and, and she never, believe it or not, she doesn't, tw you don't twist my hair, do you? No, I don't. Oh, she, she does it so nicely. You would think I got a retwist and, and I don't. So, um, you know, I just thought I would throw that out there. So let's drop some last minute gems for the people. And then I'm going to give you all an opportunity to leave your contact information with everybody just in case they want to connect with you and your own individual platforms. So we're going to start with you, Keatris. G give them something to go home and chew on. Just know that you are made in the perfect image of God. Just know that he created you the way he wanted you to be. Own it. Walk in that. Be empowered by your authenticity. And people will know that you are authentic. And you draw people to you when you are your authentic self. The way God made you in his image and in his likeness. Just know that you are enough. Whether you got a TWA, whether you got an Afro, whether you rocking locks, whether you got a relaxer, baby. You got to know that you are made in the perfect image of God and you are enough just the way he made you. That's my nugget for the night. Okay. That, that's all you want to say? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you know I could go on, but you know, I'm going I'm to I'm let it stand right there. I'm going to let that that's stand what, right there. That's what's up, sis. Shalonda, I'm coming on over to you. Come on, give him some soup. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do after that. <laughs> so ladies, my sisters out there, I see you as queens. I see you as royalty. I see you walking in a new level of selfness in knowing who you are, loving who you are, being who you are in all levels, in whatever that looks like for you. I see you um, being intentional about everything that you do now, intentional about how you take care of your hair by how you seek um how you seek information about how to take care of your hair how you take care
care of your body, how you eat, how you exercise, and even how you exercise your brain, not just how you're exercising your body. I see you being intentional about it. I see you accomplishing things. I see you just changing your life this year just because you listened to this podcast. This was the kick in the rear that you needed to change your life. You ain't had nothing to say. I, I. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all, I got the absolute best people in my life. I don't care what nobody say. If you are the smartest person in your group, you need some new company. If you know more than everybody else in your group about hair and skin and wellness and the Bible and everything, you need to get you some new friends. And um, listen, I bless God for y'all. Nappy Pat, come on, take us on home, sis. Okay, this is for all the professionals. <laughs> so I want you guys, 2021, learn as much as possible about all hair types. Give the client an opportunity to allow them to consult with you about any hair type. And you feel like you're not into hair do not hesitate to call me or contact me. I will be glad to sit there and guide you guys in the right direction so that we can help our African-American women learn how to embrace their own. That is my tip from all the professionals. God bless. Thank you. All right, everybody. So we're at the end of Speak Up Sis podcast, our anniversary episode. Woo, 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 woo. Our first anniversary episode, and this was the premiere of Blue Flame. If you enjoyed tonight, please make sure that you join the Speak Up Sis podcast Facebook group. That is where we are going to continue the conversation tonight. The after party is definitely going to be in Speak Up Sis podcast Facebook group. Make sure you are there. You can listen to us on anchor.fm slash speakupsis or on any of the podcasting platforms that you uh, listen to. You can also find us on Instagram at Speak Up Sis Podcast, Facebook at Speak Up Sis Podcast. Please like and follow us. We are always open for new topics. If there's something that you would like for us to explore as a panel, if you would like to be a guest on Speak Up Sis podcast on our Blue Flame segment. Please join the group and um, and let us know. So, Pat, give us how they can contact you. They can find me at Charisma Contour Body Spa and Salon, 3018 Street, Augusta, Georgia, downtown, beautiful Augusta, at 706-731-0041. Okay. Keatris? How do you want them to contact you? You can contact me by going to my website, which is KeatrisKeys.com. And if you want to drop me an email, it's Keatris at KeatrisKeys.com. All right, Shalonda? You can reach me by sending me a Facebook message. <laughs> you can also email me at shlsmith17 at gmail.com. And Shalonda, I, um, I'm going to extend the, the invite to you and we can chop it up later. But I think um, I think a, a wonderful blue flame conversation would definitely be about black women and breastfeeding. Um, oh, you, 
you know I'm down. We need to have <laughs> that. That is a conversation that is overdue. We need to get we need the grandmas and the aunties so we can set them straight with some of the lies they telling us, <laughs> our generation, so my job can stop being so hard. That would be great. <laughs> yes. So you all be on the lookout for that black woman and breastfeeding conversation on Blue Flame. Thank you, ladies, so much for. Um, kicking off this segment with me tonight. I had a wonderful time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And for all of the listeners and the viewers, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for all of your comments. Um, don't forget to go to the app and leave us a voice message. You just may hear your voice on the next podcast. So you all have a wonderful evening and we will see you next time on Speak Up Sis podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night. Can this be the love?